2: Did you see the Melissa McCarthy video where she was, like, chanting
0: about... I did. I did. Um, Yeah, I saw it.
2: (laughs) Hey, welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast. the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It's me, Eric Williams. With this new episode with the one and only Drew Drogi. Let me tell y'all a story. My producer Jonathan texts me. He's like, by the way, uh, would you want to have Drew Drogi on the podcast? Uh, we're neighbors. I know him. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, babe. Hard yes. I've been a fan of Drew's for literally years and years. And so we scheduled the interview. It is I mean, just lovely. And I had such a connection with him. I was like, I know this is strange because I met him all of four seconds ago, but I'm having some friends over for like a little gathering, gay gathering at our apartment and I'm gonna invite Drew. I invited Drew. He was like, this sounds lovely. I'm gonna come. Drew shows up. It was like so great. I smoked weed with him on the balcony. It was just like, I was like, this is why I wanted to move to LA to get high with Drew Drogi on a balcony in the East side. So if that is any indication of how this episode is, I just love the man like I love my own sister. I do not have a sister. So Drew is now family. I do want to say uh, up top in the episode, we do talk about the Oscars. Of course, this was recorded before the Oscars. So it's kind of a big LOL that I ask him about the bullshit presenters that they scheduled versus the assault that happened. But you'll understand when you hear that. We also talk about uh, one of the trash shows I'm watching on Netflix, which is all about Tyler Henry being a medium, and that inspires this week's Patreon bonus episode, which is this week's fight with me and Matt, my legal husband. Um, Matt fully does not buy in, into mediums at all I've am i purchased, I've checked out, I have tipped 20% so we go into that. So if you want to join on the Patreon, it's patreon.com Podcast. All you do is you'll find the episode linked there and when you click on that and do a little login moment that ACAST link will have the episode go straight into your podcast player of choice real cool. If you have a second, drop us a 5 star review with a cute love note there and follow us on instagram at gay enjoy this app and god i love you so much drew i have to say in my excitement for having you on this podcast i wrote a poem and i was wondering if i could read it out to you
0: oh my god of course that's so sweet
2: okay. this is the poem <laughs> hmm Today, I interview Drogi, Drew, the man who makes me smile when I am blue. He loves golden girls, wears the shit out of pearls. Do you have any (laughs) therapist referrals? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I love it. I'm just so happy
2: you're here. I've been a fan of yours for years, and you are on That's a Gay Ass Podcast, and Mick Gay Heart is saying, thank you, gay gods, and thank you, gay god, Drew.
0: Thank you to my gay heart for having me on Such
2: a dream. Um, I have to say that I always envision you in like a gorgeous leafy print, and (laughs) you delivered it.
0: Here we go. Here we go. It's part of my rider. I have to wear some sort of pattern your writer was extensive uh, you know. i thought the um i yeah. thought the the and abusive i'm sorry for how rude it, it is but that's just who i am i'm just doing and me, it's not the first you know? time
2: i've been slapped by a pa but i i <laughs> i
0: want to say oh rachel did a good job she... good rachel i'll give her i'll give her 10 i think she actually
2: did an extra one just to make sure it, it was
0: oh yeah <laughs> that's our girl
2: <laughs> where did you end where did you meet rachel she's she's so sweet Oh yeah, oh, in uh, the slum yard. Yeah, she was um, what like yeah. putting a car together or something like.
0: Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was putting a car together. She. I taught her how to speak English because she or speak at all. She was just a series of growls and <laughs> oh,
2: um... <laughs> very, very Lord of the Flies. <laughs> First yes. of all, I want to tell you about that. What my entree was to you was, of course, the videos of you in full drag. Giving how many? How many videos did you do? of Chloe's seven years? Was it about 3,000? I mean, I, I
0: think... Yeah, I Actually, I have no idea how many I've done, and I've been asked before, and I should go through and count them. Jim Jim Hansen, who's the reason why the the whole thing happened, because he's the just the, the greatest on Earth, he had the vision to make these videos years ago, and he and I talked about it, and that we were... I know he has them all, like, banked at a certain point that we could just go through and count them, but we've done... Some for like jobs, and we've done some, but you know, I'm gonna guess probably around fifty, which is a lot. Over ten years that we, ten or eleven years that we've been doing it. Yeah.
2: I, I just, I every time I see you in something, I'm just like, you deserve, like you, the fact that you just got to do the Goldbergs, the fact that I got to uh, like swoon over you as the one of the wedding planners in search party. I just. It is so fucking cool to have you here, and and I.
0: Thank you. Thanks. Oh gosh, please. It's
2: it's a dream. I I have to say, one of my one of my fantasies is for us to like one day have this like really gorgeous Joan Rivers-style talk show, but it's only gay's uh, view-esque. And I wanted to first jump into a, a, a pop oh, culture. Oh, a dream. If here's the first pop culture panel I want to ask you about, they've recently revealed okay. that the Oscars are having presenters, of some of which we can expect to have. We love having Tiffany Haddish, Elliot Page is going to be there. However, they also uh, announced Absolutely. DJ Khaled, Tony Hawk, and I think the snowboarder, Sean White. Drew, what's your... Are What's you your takeaway? What, what do we think?
0: The Oscars is trying so hard to be young and hip and failing so miserably. They're also trying to appeal to a group of people who have never cared. <laughs> the Oscars are are gay men and straight women and movie people. Like you, that's it. So stop with this. Like let's let's throw in some jocks and what the kids are. It, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then Rachel Seacole not even invited. I know. They just the, like, the, uh, and that's that's actually not. The Academy, that is Disney's fault because they do give it a certain amount of tickets to a studio. So Disney, Disney is the, is responsible so for that. They didn't
2: invite Rachel as a part of the West Side Story entourage, right? What
0: isn't that awful? That is awful because can you imagine? You're like I'm the lead in a movie that's nominated for Best Picture, in which my co-star is going to win Best Supporting Actress. We all know Ariana DeBose is going to mm-hmm. win, and it's like. You're not going to have Rachel Ziegler there. I mean, I would not be surprised if she shows up on Sunday because there's been such a. Well, that's what I'm curious it,
2: because it's... of the backlash. And Disney's been, oh, she's been yeah. in some hot water with the. She sure has been, as she Once, should be. I literally read this morning that in addition to the Rachel of it all, in addition to the don't say gay of it all, they also had some like cheerleading performance at their like Disney thing that they were doing. Their mascot is the Indians, and the callouts were like, Scalp them like an oh, idiot, like, yes, exactly. I and, know. Then, and then, what you're like, really? What I felt was so crazy about it is that Disney, of course, is like, we're looking into this, and then the high school group that does <sighs> it every year, they're like, this is our eighth year doing this routine at Disney, and we say the same thing. So, oh my god, I think a lot of people are at fault.
0: Yes, well, it's it's trickle down. I mean, you know, let's just be honest. Walt Disney was a Nazi, like, mm-hmm. or at least a Nazi sympathizer. And, you know, and what the thing is that it's so, I'm actually not, it's very easy for me to to shit on Disney because I don't, not a Disney gay, but I have so much sympathy for, for the, there's so many in our community who love Disney. Yeah. And I love that they love it. I don't, I don't like shame them for loving it, but it's really hard when it's like the people that love Harry Potter. Oh,
1: you're like, that's the thing
0: that, that's my childhood. That's the thing that I love. I mean, I, I, my childhood was like watching, you know, old actresses in the seventies smoke cigarettes and, you know, and that's what I was like, I want to be that and (laughs) success. Um, but you know,
2: (laughs) what if we found out that B Arthur was like an uh, anti-Semitic, um, like a fucking monster, but there's no, there's no chance in hell. But like, I feel like, I feel like we're getting into a place where everything you like is at one point going to be proven that (laughs) they're bad people. And maybe, but, I don't know what to do about it. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think what we have to do is allow space for people to be complicated and to say, Mm -hmm. okay. And that, you know, and we all have our own levels of what's cancelable and what's like, okay, I'm done with you. I can't like you anymore. But then there are the people that are like, I love their work, but they're kind of, and then there are people that I know that I've known, you know, that I, that have one image as, you know, in public. And I know them to be kind of not that, but, they're not canceled. For the most part, they're like, well, they're, they, you know, some people are kind of known as like super sweet, nice people. And then you kind of know them like they're can be kind of awful, but yet they're, they're not also not nice. You know what I'm saying? Like they're complicated. People yeah. are a lot more complicated than we want to give them credit to be. We want to say that's a good person. That's a bad person. And that's not fair. That's it's the not That's not fair. human. You know? There's a
2: lot of gray area that I think, like, and I myself am a very black and white person. Like, I find like I'm either like really some might call it manic, or other <laughs> times I'm like very depressed and lowly. I was literally just talking with our previous guest, the amazing Pat Regan, about like having yes. a deep week, a depressed moment, and sure, I, I. I actually think that part of the reason i was going through it is because my medication speaking of therapy i went up in alexapro dosage and uh-huh. i was googling and i actually think it kind of it could have triggered more like anxiety and depression just as my body became accustomed to it Really, it's, i'm starting to definitely feel like i'm getting out of it and feeling better but all this to say like i'm Wishing there was more gray area in my life of like, what if I just felt like pretty okay versus like trying to do a million things and feeling super productive or just wanting to lie on the couch and watch TV all weekend. Oh, I want right. there to be more of a middle ground. Right,
0: right, right, right. Well, I find too that I'm never. I, I have to just be comfortable being uncomfortable and just mm. feeling like I'm never doing enough. That's just kind of where I usually am at, and I'm like, I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that, and. No amount of people telling me like, oh my God, you're doing so many things, you're doing this and that, will solve that. I just constantly feel like I, you know, but I have to kind of plan out time to watch a movie or go yeah. for a walk or take a nap. And that's just as valid as any sort of like work that I'm doing because it's all adds up. And I think as creative yeah. people, we're constantly, we don't have that nine to five, oh, it's time to clock out. And now I go, it's like, it's all the time going, going, going. And I think yes. we- We also just, like, we only see what everybody's putting out on social media, so we just constantly feel in competition with everybody going, well, someone else is so much more productive than I am, so I should be doing this. And it's like, no, just... You know, relax, give yourself a break, take a day take
2: off. Take a fucking break. I actually this past weekend was like feeling a little under the weather and just plus was just like needing a break. And I ended up sitting on the couch the majority of the weekend, watched way more TV than I have watched in a long time. And it felt so effing good to be like, you yeah. know what, for this one weekend, you're not going to tell yourself that there are so many more things you should be doing. And like you're failing because you're not constantly putting things out or working on something. And I watched the trashiest thing I've watched in a long time. And it Which felt is? so... I'll tell you right now, Drew. Tyler Henry, who was the Hollywood medium, he has a show okay. on Netflix that is just like a new a new chapter in his life. He does like reading sessions. And it's called Life After Death. That's what it is. And what's so... Batchet about it is not only is he just doing readings for random people around California, but uh-huh. you know, also following a plot point that they discover that his mother is not actually born to the parents she thought she was, and her mother, who she thought was her mother, was a murderer. And they're what? trying to now find out who her his actual grandmother is. So it's giving true crime. It's giving seance. It's giving gay bleached hair. It's giving, uh-huh. and, it's, and it's also, is it good? Like, not really, but I fully buy it. I'm very much an astrology girly. I'm very much like sure. into the spirit. Wor- I'm not yeah. even into, like, into the spirit world. I'm just like, he starts to sweat when he does it. He gives very specific information. People have quite, emotional responses and so i'm fully here for it and i guess this whole thing is just me selling if you want to watch something bad but good but bad, okay
0: i'm putting it down tyler henry
2: okay tyler henry life after death he's like a literal like 26 year old like medium who knew he was okay wait i'm gonna give away one spot that's just like a great example of his powers during one of the first episodes He's in school and he basically and his teacher's mother-in-law had just passed away I think and basically without giving too much away he all the class leaves and he says mrs we'll call her Norberry which I think is <sighs> Tina Fey for Mean girls he goes oh, yeah, totally he goes uh, Mrs. Norberry um can I say can I tell you something and she was like uh, sure Tyler what's up <sighs> and he goes um I just want to let you know that Lorraine says, it's okay to cry and she immediately starts crying and he she hadn't told anyone that she the person had died and so and and he was like in like very young age at this point and so he was just starting to come to terms with his powers all this to say it's like really great storytelling and i was and like my husband does not care for it he was out running an air and so i was like bleep (laughs) turn it on and i watched it the entire day just loving it wow
0: no, I mean I'm all for anything that's like you know, I i I I'm fascinated by psychics. I feel like I have none of that ability and I, I but I believe them. The ones that are good, you're like there's it's undeniable. There's there's some oh, yeah. connection. They have a gift. They're an open channel to something that is you know, and I you know, for me I also have that I just connect with all with faith. I'm like, whatever gets you through the day, I, I support yes. anyone in their in your faith and like what you believe and what you need to connect with because it's life is hard and 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 nonsensical you if it helps yeah. you make sense of you know all of it then
2: well absolutely. i'm obsessed with on twitter how you post co-star like <laughs> things. um i'm gonna be honest i thought they were real for a second they are um, i mean they are every single real. one of them is real
0: every single one of them is real drew i i'm not am, kidding you go okay, so i mean i, I don't know i if- was.
2: I was worried you were gonna say that, so I wrote something down because I, I cannot believe something Okay, you wrote <laughs> one of the ones you got was you're not as mysterious as you think you yes! are. Isn't the that other crazy? one was I thought this one had to be fake. You said your most annoying habit is your condescending tone.
0: Yes. That's that was real? That was real. That's what I get. Oh my god. On the app, I, I elected to download this app and have it on my phone. And it drags me on a daily basis. It will <laughs> let me know. First of all, I laughed so hard at that, like you're not as mysterious as you think you are. Because oh it's my just god. like first of all, I, I've always laughed at people who think they're mysterious. I truly I have I know I have a fuck ton of issues. Thinking I'm mysterious is not one. I, I yeah. haven't I I'm like, oh god, I feel like I'm the most boring, like whatever. But like <laughs> Oh, I'm, oh, it's like, I if I had like a, like a top, like a, you know, some sort of like a fedora or something. and right. be like, oh, I'm on a, you know, on a cliff. What and is it's she misty thinking right now? I oh, you'll never know. Head. It's like, you know, you know, and it just, it really makes me, yeah, but that's all real. Like, and then, um, you know, I mean, Hey, I will do it right now. I'm going to go on. I haven't looked at it today. Please I'm going to go on, right on and see how it's going to drag me today. Not always, but sometimes the do's and the don'ts are just so insane that they tell okay. you it's like.
3: While One time it that. did tell
0: me to wear a poet's hat. One of my <laughs> dues was poet's hat. Okay. I would love okay. To. Well, the, the the headline for today is, and this, this will go back to what we were just saying. Nobody, not even you, is all lightness or all darkness.
2: Oh, my God. That's actually kind of crazy. Isn't that crazy?
0: I we got a little bit of chilies. Then let's see. Oh, see, sometimes the thing, it tries to say things like, you know, your feelings are out in the open, circle your flaws, you you know, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Okay. Okay, so this is it's always the icebreaker. They, they call them icebreakers, which they're none of these are icebreakers. Like, that's also what cracks me up, but like you're gonna go to a party and meet people and say, Hi, I'm not as mysterious as I think I am. Oh, I'm Drew, by the way.
2: <gasps> sorry, 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 I'm Drew. Sorry,
0: I should have started. This <laughs> one today, the icebreaker is your comfort zone is outside the club arguing with
2: the bouncer.
0: So it's just like, I'm just like, I love to fight. I love to get into it.
2: Yeah, no. who's the bouncer in that scenario? Just, I guess,
0: the world. I don't, I'm always outside of trying to get in and yelling at someone, trying to get it. I'm like, that's the least comfortable time of my, in my exist. co-star
2: thinks you are the most, like, annoying, vapid oh. bitch who can't do... Oh, absolutely. Do. Well, you know what's really dark about mine today is it says, not everyone has your best interests in mind. <laughs>
0: Maybe it's your mysterious guest that is sending some nefarious haunts and spirits your way. All Never of a sudden,
1: know.
2: there's a there's a pounding on my door. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's Rachel. It out, it's my assistant. It's Rachel. She slaps me again. I'm like, Drew, what we'll just sent Rachel back? And then she's like, me name Rachel. I'm like, oh, you're, doing, you're talking oh, great, you're great, sweetie. <laughs> she she's like. Me hate Tyler Henry. I'm like, okay, you're not. Oh,
0: she's listening outside. She's picking yeah. I'm up.
2: like Rachel, you're not on this episode. If you want to be a guest, I have a very strict process. Oh, Rachel
0: hates the camera. She's really camera shy.
2: Well, I think that maybe she's actually the mysterious person that you're coaching. Oh, there really you on. go. There you go. She oh. actually wants to be in front of the the footlights, <laughs> um, which I guess makes her a, a usher if you're in front of the footlights. Anyways, um... oh, that's
0: right. Which uh, we got. Okay. I just got to add this as well. Please. Going to the American theater lately, which I'm so grateful to go back and see a play. I have to drag these ushers now who are standing in front of the stage. This happened twice. Two different big theaters. Ushers stand in front of the play that's happening with a wear your mask sign that they (gasps) stand there.
2: Ew. So
0: you're you're trying to watch a play... Yes, I'm talking about you, the Geffen, and I'm trying to think of the other ones. I don't remember what the other one was, but it was at the Geffen, which is like, a, which was the play that was, the, it was incredible. It's called the Power of, it's called Power of Sale, which is so good. Give you some good and some bad, but I could not handle that. I could not believe I'm what trying to watch a play. Signs? It's are like a like... sign. that's like someone's holding up a sign that just says, wear your mask throughout the whole show.
2: I'm picturing one I those like, we know. Pressers wait it is it it is
0: like a tongue depressor thing and like a circular one of those stupid paddle ball you know paddles (laughs) i don't
2: know what things are called they're just holding a huge ping pong pad it's awful that that is awful i mean you would also think that like as a theater they would know that that would take you out of it every time you're like trying to if i was brian cranston
0: or any of those actors in the play i'd be like can this person not stand in front of the show well, like,
2: you know there's also some usher that has a BFA that's trying to, like, oh, stand, 100%. A little, uh, stand a little too close to center. Oh, I know. Exactly. they on the time line, on the number line. Ew. Thinking, I It's so weird as we're going back to doing the things that we used to do and how things are changing. Like, I think some things have changed for the better. I think I, like, I socially am noticing more that I'm, like, getting a little more in my head about talking with people that I haven't. Like, in a, in a party situation, yes, I just went to a same. birthday party a few days ago, and I was like... Trying to come up with questions that you're supposed to ask a new person you've yes. never met. And so it's yes. like, so where do you live? Like and I was <laughs> like, is that a weird to ask them like where <laughs> <laughs> their place of residence is? But I, like, I it-
0: find that too. I found that I will be fine. I'm talking, we're clicking along, and then I will just stop. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have nothing to say. I don't know what to ask. I'm super weird. But all of us kind of look down at the ground. And the only way I know how to handle it is just to acknowledge it and go, I'm sorry. And I like—is it COVID brain or what? I forgot. I don't. What were we talking about? And it's
2: like—I love that you acknowledge it, though. I, I honestly, like one of I my biggest to. things lately is that I'm really trying to not be someone I'm not, and I want to just acknowledge what's around me. For example, like I think a lot of people, maybe it's just like in the industry or just in general try to, like you're saying on social media, put out a certain image of themselves and like, I am so accomplished. I am so this. And so sometimes it's like the fake it till you make it is the way for you to get, like achieve your goals in the world. But the other part of it is your authenticity. And I want to just lean more into like, like, for example, like when I first started this podcast, I think a lot of it was like, I just want to you know tell people that it's amazing and it's going and it's huge and like and then just it'll eventually happen versus i was just on zach noe towers podcast which was like such a joy i love it it's
0: the most fun isn't it a great show yes such a um,
2: fucking good show but he is so brutally honest about like where he's at and and it inspired me to be like you know what i of course have certain things i'm proud about but like like you do like in like a social situation just like Covid brain. What was I saying? Like that is the most endearing connecting thing versus just like. Um, excuse me, I just um. Right. Look over there. It's like it it's must be not... your
0: fault. It's certainly not me. Uh, right. You know whatever. <laughs> I I I feel like it's. I will say a lot of it has been like in the last two years of whatever. It's sort of just acknowledging the the vulnerability and the and the the humanity and all of this has like gotten so much more like important. So we can go. Mm-hmm. I. But also I think a lot of it, you know, it's for me, it's like getting older and you're kind of like, I now, when I work with directors who say, I don't know, I go, oh, I like that. Like I go, yeah. oh, good. You know, I sort of, I, I respect when people are just honest. Like you were saying with that, the authenticity, absolutely. Because I appreciate that so much more than like, I'm amazing. I'm the shit. Mm-hmm. You're welcome to meet me. Da, 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 da. And it's like, I, because I, I know where that's coming from. I know that's deep insecurity and I know that Mm -hmm. people really want to, they fake it till they make it. And that's great. And I don't know. I think it's just, it's exhausting and it's also not real. And it's like, who cares? And what's great is when you just, you just kind of like, you don't care as much. You're just sort of like, I fuck up. I'm not always great. I don't handle things. Great. I, you know, sometimes I might say an awkward thing in a situation and I try not, it's so hard because especially I say all that in the other end, like, being away from people for so long, I I wrote I wrote so many narratives of people that were mad at me, oh, yeah. like sitting on my couch. I was like, oh, they I haven't heard from them in a while. I probably was weird last. Like I just created like, which I realize is like sheer egomania. Like they're not mm. thinking about you, Drew. Like they're not like so. Let it go and like they they may have been a weird about it, you know. And so a lot of it is just kind of. All I can do is go, "Hey, sorry about that," and then moving on. Like I'm not going to feel move, terrible yeah. about it, but I will acknowledge.
2: I man. think the theme right now is like keep it moving, like which means like keep the thoughts moving out of our heads, keep the ego of like I'm fucking this thing up. You know what? Just like have the thought, keep it moving. I'm having like with the social things, I'll walk away and be like examining everything i said what was okay what was not and i just gotta keep it moving just go on like and now go to the next thing and like yeah. watch my tyler henry show and just like and then keep it moving <laughs> yeah. um, but and i acknowledge say-
0: you're like i like tyler Henry, like sort of acknowledging like this is what i'm a nerd about and what are you nerd yeah. about? like you know and that sort of thing too as opposed to like i gotta keep up with what everybody's talking about <laughs> yeah. and what everybody likes because there are plenty of things that like i don't have any opinion about and i'm mm-hmm. sort of able oh that's the other thing too it's like I feel like in my house growing up, it was always like you had to have an opinion mm-hmm. about absolutely everything in my father's house in order to join a conversation, which trained really great improvisers for my brother and, and myself as well. Like we were just like, make a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good or bad, love it or hate it. And it's taken a lot for me to sort of acknowledge, like, I don't have to have an opinion about everything. Uh-huh. And I can literally go, Oh, I don't know. And that's fine. End of discussion. And in this whole, t- a lot of it too is just like what we're learning about people who aren't white, people who aren't cisgender, people who aren't, my experience, I don't have to weigh in on that. I don't have to say anything. And that's been like yeah, so, it's so simple, yet it's so like, oh, oh, I could just shut up. <laughs> I don't have yeah. to go. Here's what I think about blah, 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 blah. Because I, I got, I feel like I got rewarded for that. And if I don't have anything great to say or, or like, different from what I, and anybody other is going to say, like, who cares what I have to say about that?
2: Okay, since we're being honest, I put up a post because I just watched Minx on HBO Max, which I How really, it? really, it's really good. Okay, um, I have it
0: on, it's on my list of things. I've, yes. It's really
2: good. Oh, good. And I did this, and I, so I enjoyed it, and then I posted that I enjoyed it, and then I had a, thankfully, like, three-minute thought where I was like, oh, my God this thing just came out. What if I love it and everyone else hates it and I'm oh telling all these people that, like, to watch the show that's like universally revived <laughs> and then I was like, and then it proves that I have no taste and then I've, after the three minutes, I was like, shut the fuck up. No. It's like, keep it moving, girly it, and just like, enjoy your, enjoy. It, it, there's, a, there's a bear shaft. There's, it's giving period peace. It's giving like great character actress it's giving all penises of minutes. all sizes
0: and shapes i've heard they're like all different it's, sizes a lot of people. it's
2: great you get such a gorgeous range of dick and i'm like you know what these people if anything even if it's a poorly written show they've seen a bunch of schlong and who am i to like uh, <laughs> that, that, that's a bad show
0: no i think you have to like what you like and just know because i I post all the time about things that I really like, and I have, there are people that will be like, what did you watch? I can't believe you liked that. And it's sort of like, just keep scrolling. I genuinely liked it. I'm going to post if I like it. Yeah. Uh, there are things that I've, I also... I have a thing I don't... I mean, I will say, like... I mean, I'm just going to... To be honest, I loathe that movie, Coda. I only... I only talk, talking about it. It's Why? I haven't, I haven't it's, seen it. What? Oh, it's awful. It's just the most... It's just manipulative. It's, oh. it's probably going to win Best Picture, and that's the only <laughs> reason... Oh, it probably will. I think oh, I, I would bet that it will. And it, but but it'll because of the preferential ballot. The best movie never wins best picture anymore because the way they the way right. they do the ballot now, they make it impossible for an actually like challenging, smart movie to ever win because mm-hmm. it's always going to be polarizing. Like Silence of the Lambs, Midnight Cowboy, movies like that would never win best picture now because mm-hmm. there's always going to be a bunch of old codgers who are like, "I didn't like that. Oh, it was a genre movie. No." but honestly like i've i have not seen dune but of all the other best pictures coda is hands down the worst choice to win and it will probably win but so was green book so mm-hmm. was shape of water like these movies in my this is and this is just my opinion i'm only saying all this because i only like shit on things that are like oscar con- like conversation i don't rag on anything that's like indie or like like any because it's like it it is so hard to make something and and like if I don't like it I mean you and I hanging out talking I'll tell you everything I think about whatever but like I'm not going to go on and say I'm not going to post online I hated this thing that everyone else really likes because that's let people like what they like I mean it's like I'm not right you're we're not right or wrong we just we're we're as we're as correct as anybody else. It's just like 100%. listening to a, a song. I like that song. I don't like that song. I like that painting. I don't like that painting. It doesn't matter, like, you know, because I've had, you know, some people will say to me, like, well, I don't know anything about comedy or acting, so you must know more than me. I'm like, no, I don't know more than you. I mean, your, your opinions are so valid for you, you know, 100%. and um, so I, you know, I think it's like, you know, but also I'm all about. I didn't post a lot of personal stuff during, because I don't, mainly because I, I didn't have, a, I didn't think I had a lot of interesting things to share. I was kind of like sitting on my couch like everybody else. But I did post a lot about movies that I was really enjoying or things that I found. Cause I'm like, if you're looking for something, watch this. And, you know, I think some people were, you know, sort of like, I don't know but if they didn't like the movie or whatever, but was, to me, it's sort of just like, just spread the love. I'm not going to post about when I don't like something. Cause that's just like, who cares? You know,
2: I, I, yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that. I think it's like they're like you sing about It's so hard to get things made. It, it's also, you yeah. don't know who was involved in the making of it. And like, I, I absolutely, I think it's just, that's actually what sometimes bugs me about people who are so vocal when they do hate things and then, and and they don't understand what goes into the creation of it. And then it's like, right. If only, I mean, it just goes for so many industries that people don't get. Like, like even something as dumb as, like, being in a commercial. Right. And then someone kind of passing judgment, like, like that you were in a quote-unquote dumb commercial. It's like, do you also know that, like, that commercial is the only reason why I could, like, pay, pay for, like, living and then... My health insurance? Yeah. You know, so yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, but I do, I am interested when you're talking about the house you grew up in, like all the opinions, I, this, I want to hear about this upbringing, but also I want you to answer this question that this podcast okay. forces our guests to answer, which is, oh, I whose it. fault is it that you're gay, Drew? Who do we blame? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
0: With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices You know, when I think about, my mom has told me that I, um, when I was like three years old, I uh, went up to her cousin and I said, I love your plum sweater. <laughs> <laughs> three.
2: You were three years old when you said that? It was that? plum. It
0: was plum colored. And I said, I love your plum sweater. And then um, what were some other things? There were just, my mom was like, there were so many things that you just, I, I remember too, when I was in second grade we had an intramural soccer team and I remember going home and telling that there was a girl on my team who looked like Eartha Kitt and I was like, she looks like Eartha Kitt and I, in my memory she did because I was watching Batman
4: yeah, yeah, and I yeah. do
0: I do think that the Batman, the 1960s Batman show was very mm-hmm. responsible for my queer, you know, formation because it was always on reruns. It was always in like, uh, I don't know what channel it was on and it was, this would have been like the 80s for me and yeah. it would have been like, I... Loved the, I mean, the campiness of it. When Batgirl was on, it was 10 million times better.
2: Is is Batgirl the one with, um? oh my God, what's her name? Yvonne Craig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because Batman, I feel, not only a 1960s one, but just like superheroes in general, it comes up so much on this podcast There's because of the campiness, I think. There's yeah. like such a, a gay person like, I want those sparkly things. Yes.
0: There was that. I would, I definitely was like for all that, the, the, the camp, the drag of it all. Yeah. I was obsessed with Cesar Romero's Joker, like his beard coming through the makeup. And there was something like, and I also, I loved horror. So I loved, um, the thriller, Michael Jackson's thriller video. I watched constantly mm-hmm.
1: Freddy Krueger
0: at a very young age. I had a Freddy Krueger poster over my bed. My bed was Freddy Krueger and Frankenfurter
2: over my bed.
0: Like I had, I loved that. Camp drag monster connection. Like I was. Were you very... also
2: like a Sweeney Todd stand? I'm. I'm. There's like a darkness here that I'm getting.
0: Yeah, I. I love Sweeney Todd, but I didn't really come into that until I was an. Adult. Like I didn't really get that until uh-huh. I was an adult. But yeah. Where? I mean...
2: Um. So I. I'm picturing the the plum comment. Where? <laughs> just so I can fill fill the, the the colors in. Where in the country did you grow up?
0: That would have been in South Carolina.
2: Okay. Uh, so and like, I grew like, up we're... mainly in North Carolina, but Carolinas pretty much so like. do do you was there a bit of a southern draw when you said that as a three-year-old oh i'm sure i love, I love your plum that.
0: sweater genie
2: oh Jeannie, i <laughs> love your plum sweater do you want to come in here for a hobbit tea girly? <laughs> <laughs> i just i'm picturing the three-year-old you like elbows out wrists sort of bent oh 100 um, i was very about like uh
0: i mean i've always been kind of a i've been kind of a slob i wouldn't say it was about manners but i was very much like Social manners were very important to me, and like growing up, that was a very big deal.
2: Did you do the um? What's the call when you like take classes about one hundred percent
0: junior uh, assembly or junior catalian? Catalian. Yeah, we sure did. I
2: never did that. I when I was I remember being in high school and like or whatever it was and seeing that people did that and I was like, I think even not being out, but knowing my own gayness, I was like, can you imagine being told what to do? Like that just, like, <laughs> I just like, I felt like rebellious of cotillion.
0: Oh, I hated it so much. And it was like all the thing about like, take the chair out for your date. And like, you know, which I never do. Um, but, um, and it was, uh, you know, uh, but we, I remember having to learn the cha-cha and they always played Lice La Bonita. Uh, that would always be Madonna's life. Lys La Bonita would be playing. we we'll learned that. <laughs> and then I remember the, the very attractive husband and wife. They were both, they looked like Barbie and Ken. They both were like blonde. Mm. He was hot and just like quaffed blonde hair, very quiet, gorgeous. She was just like loud, thin, blonde and mean in that, in that very, a very specific type of Southern mean girl. That oh, does that, no. like, that shows up and kind of does that, like, Drew, what are you doing here? <gasps> this is weird that you're here. Ew. Oh, that kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about. That kind of.
2: visceral reaction.
4: Yes.
0: Yes. And you're just sort of like, I don't belong. And you're mean. And, you're, and you think I'm cute because you you can feel the gay off of me, even though I don't know that about me yet. But I'm, like, kind of, I don't matter. And I'm kind of a, a child. And, and. And we know we have, you know, let's just call it women they're that treat us like that all the time. Anyway, but um, you know that that sort of weird thing where you're sort of like, I'm a why am I a baby when you talk to me? It's strange. But I remember that's how she'd be, and I remember this as well. When I it was just my like little clocking characters at a young age. My parents were late and picking me up one night from the thing, and I remember she, I I was waiting with her. I don't remember her name, but I remember she said. Why don't you come and wait for us in the BMW? And I remember as an eighth grader being like, you had to name drop that you have a BMW. That is so gross. You are so tacky. And that Tappy clocked bitch. into my early memory of like, oh, what kind of a person has to tell a kid, come sit in our, not come sit with us in the car, but come sit in the BMW.
2: This woman needed a feel validation from a gay 14 year old yes. waiting outside Cotillion. You know, I know this movie was problematic, but she reminds me of... Bryce Dallas Howard's character in The Help that was like the, um, I think that was Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, that so was, was like, Bryce
0: Dallas Howard. Yeah, yeah, she was yeah, great. She's
2: like so, she was such a good villain, but just like I am just oh, put up appearance like that. To she me was is that perfect,
0: character. and that is that is exactly like. And I think maybe why, and we don't, you know, but like that, I get why that movie is problematic. But I also think, as someone who grew up in that world, I felt it very authentic in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, in ways that we may not, may not want to admit that her character. Yeah. And Jessica Chastain's character both were people that I really, really knew, um, you know, and and that was a whole generation, obviously before me, but like right. that exists, that sort of those like Reese Witherspoon character, the, those people who that those kind of roles, like that like Tri you know, girl who just, you know, yeah, it's a, a very specific type of Southern mean girl.
2: It's really, there's, it's so funny, like, the different Mean Girls by region, like, California has a different type. I grew up in the Midwest, which has a different type. I feel like Midwest and Southern can have some um, similarities, but I think I really have gone back and forth lately thinking about, like, how my past dictates my present and my future, like, what I carry trauma-wise, and I you know i partly think it's a huge reason why i live in i've i live in new york for many years i just moved here and i I think it's partly why i live surrounded by like-minded people because it's almost an act of rebellion from the, the the bryce dallas howard characters of the help of just like like, aren't you so cute being here, Cotillion, You fucking faggot! It's like one hundred percent. that I totally, come from?
0: completely get that. Yes. So I'm
2: curious. When you do you look back on those times, and were you feeling like knowing your queerness, and then like so desperate to get out of that place, or were you more at peace with it?
0: I, I think it was. I, I I was at peace with it. Slash didn't know it at the same oh. time. Didn't wasn't fully aware of it. And I was fully. I was fully tapped in with having a New York magazine subscription when I was eighth, ninth grade and reading mm-hmm. about New York theater and underground and reading about people who now are friends of mine, colleagues of mine. And, you know, I was, I would read about Charles Bush. I would read about Jackie B. I would read about people like doing these shows in the, you know, the village. And, you know, I was also calling Samuel French and dramatist play service every to try to request plays. And cause I was really active in our community theater. Like I was, I was that little homo, yet I didn't know. And I was being told every single day that I was gay. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that I was really until college. And so, like, I had this long period. But I, but what was crazy was that I, I, I was very supported within my family. And I had, a, I had great friends. I learned how to make people laugh. And so I was pretty popular. I did well in school. Like, I was the overachiever. I was, mm-hmm. like, the... You know, but I was not at all sexual. I was just like, you know, I knew how to like give them the the non-threatening version of myself before mm-hmm. I even knew who that who that really was or what that really was about. So I was very unaware of that. I, I, I think I was like in total, um, you know, protection mode of myself mm-hmm. just to sort of be like, this is how you survive. But I always knew I was going to leave. I always knew I was going to either live in L.A. or New York
2: did you then have your first boy kiss when you left the Carolinas no that would have been
0: in college and I was in, I went to college in North Carolina so oh yeah. do you man. remember who you do you remember who you first kissed you know I you're somebody who's saying first kiss I'm assuming it was the first guy that I hooked up with it must have been because I think I was so disconnected from that I had I had kissed a few girls and weirdly I got a girlfriend after I my first time I I had sex was with a man but a, and a, a guy, say a man. It sounds so weird. But going back to that time, but but then I had a girlfriend after that for a while. Um, but wow. yeah, um, that would have been when I was 18 First time I kissed a guy.
2: Oh wow! I magic. Just, I mean, it is magic. Just when you know you're actually kissing the person you actually, or just the like type oh,
0: of this, this is. But if, even then, first time, I was like, oh, this is. What am I doing? Is this right? Is this weird? You know, all that. All that stuff that you have to. You I have to
2: literally go shed years of body image dysphoria the second a guy liked the hair on my chest. I was like, wait a minute, this isn't disgusting. And it wow. was like a revelation. It was like. And I, and I, and I like, I think the whole Disney conversation too, with the don't say gay things, it's like becoming, it's becoming so clear from the shittiness of that whole situation in Florida. What's becoming clear is like, oh, wait a minute. And this is separate from the fucking hair conversation, but just like the, the thing, like, okay, let's say we tell children that two dads can exist, two moms can exist, like just the, ex- the knowledge of what is out there and is Okay would take away so many years of pain so like to bring it back to this is like if i was told that it's okay to be like what you are which is like a nerdy too tall for your age gay jew with a lot of body hair like if i was just like oh yeah like look at um andy cohen before he shaved his chest like look at whatever it is it's like oh okay it's okay to be certain ways i'm not being very eloquent but it's just like i think the just the existence and the acknowledgement of these things at this young age it it would have it saved so much fucking pain
0: absolutely and it's also you know the more that we can you know start to accept the broad strokes of like oh you have two daddies whatever then you can go within and go i can accept this part of myself like mm-hmm. on top of it like when when being gay like overshadows everything You know you haven't even started to unpack your own sort of body uh, you know you know oh you know body hair my Mm -hmm. weight my height my Mm -hmm. everything about ourselves that we kind of go is this okay is this something that you know um that we i mean we're we're walking balls of insecurity anyway like even Mm -hmm. if you know and so it's just like it's one one less thing and it's also just like it's so ridiculous at this point that people are just like don't say it and that'll make it go away so dumb
2: did you see the Melissa McCarthy video where she was like chanting about I did. I did. Um Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> um I mean, listen, listen. We know that Melissa McCarthy loves the gays we 100%. know that we love melissa mccarthy and oh I think that's, absolutely and i think that's all we really need to say and that i hope one day i can be that famous to do that of an out-of-touch message like like that's yeah. at the end of the day that's everyone it was cool.
0: a very yes and again i mean i i know and love her i i can't say it i mean i haven't seen her in a million years but yeah, I go back. I've known and loved Melissa for years because we were in with the Groundlings. and.
2: Oh, my God. I adore
0: her. And she's amazing. And she's always been so great to me. And again, like, oh, always. I used to go to Akbar. We would go to. I've been like, you know, she's very Are much. Are you that,
2: kidding me to be at a gay bar with Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, I mean, a million years lived. ago. Oh, God. love oh, God. I,
0: I'm sharing. I don't know if I've ever said this. Whatever. But I know I for the record, I adore her. Um, I, I did see that and I was, it it was jarring because of, I think, because I'm like, what are you doing? But I also, I wonder too, like, if it's like in between doing a million other things, Yes, it's like, Oh, somebody goes up there and goes, there's this happening in Florida. She's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go out in my yard and do this thing and jump around and, and millions of comments thank you Melissa we love this it's great so she got to a lot of people you know yeah I would say my mother would watch that and go I love Melissa she just gets better like my mother would yeah. applaud that and applaud. said I think it's for that
2: I think also- I was
0: like really I found it really strange <laughs> I just would never I'm just gonna put it this way I would never jump around in my backyard and scream about it a, a, a minority that I'm not a part of in support of them you know, it just You're sounds right. a little bit That's, like. Why you would you do nailed.
2: that? You nailed what it's why it was just a little like in question mark. I think that. If she is, if I'm anything like her, what I think could have also happened is to your point of like, someone was like, this is happening. And I partly think I'm so impressionable that if someone were like to pitch me like, and what if you did this with the the pride flags? And I'd be like, oh, cute. Okay. You think that's good? And they'd be like, oh, yeah. And and if someone like was confidently pitching me the idea, I'd be like, I mean, of course. And then I would do it. Absolutely.
0: And you also, you know, you're at a point where no one's going to tell you, hey, this is a bad idea. And that's terrifying to me. I always hope to have someone near me go, Drew, no 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 no. And
2: I've had a couple of moments like that recently where like the pitching of an idea is like, Are you crazy? And be like, Okay, fuck me for being an angel. Like I just <laughs> like, I realize that but you're right. If 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 I was yes anded every waking minute, I would turn oh. into Rachel or oh, whatever I, I, I said her name was uh, yeah
0: <laughs> my crazy assistant
2: yeah. um I the
0: idea that I would have bless her heart what could I pay this poor person anyway um <laughs> English lessons that's what I pay her in. no yeah. um I I just think yeah you get to a point where you I, I think too like obviously if she said something or anybody says something that would be homophobic or, you know, like, or whatever it would, be, we would all come out in droves and be like, that's terrible. Mm. And she never would. We know, I know that uh, of course. So the, in the, her heart was in the right place. It's just something that like, it's sort of like when you're, you know, you're dealing with like the imagine video, I'm sure all of them were like, I'm positive. They all were like, this is great. And we're doing it. Yeah. But I think a lot of it too, is like, we're, we're sort of learning of like, don't like show Ukraine footage and then showing cut to yourself crying about it. Like, we're all upset about it. We're all terrified. We all give our, our love and our heart. We all are trying to do the best we can. Mm-hmm. So your intentions are good, but you're making it about you. You're now making this about, look how, what I'm doing for this thing versus what are you actually look at the doing? Thing.
2: Or, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And we also, there were plenty of other people. Kathy Bates was on Twitter just writing gay everywhere. Aud- Audrey McDonald was singing gay, 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 gay. And I'm like, I, and I know they're all, these are people, these are people I love. I right. love. Audrey McDonald and Kathy Bates. Adore them. And I and I don't love them any less for right. doing this. But it's a little bit like, uh also, I think people forget that was the thing that we were yelled at on the schoolyard. That was the thing that we were thrown in trash cans and said to us before we knew we were gay. So I had people saying, You're gay, you're gay, and it and it was said tra- our
2: heroes are screaming it at us. Right. On, on and Twitter. so it's a thing where you're they right. don't remember that part of it. They no, don't remember yeah. the part of
0: it because they, they didn't experience it. They didn't go through that. And, and in their mind, they were well, like,
2: there's the double edged sword. They love
0: yeah. gay, So I'm sure in their hearts, they were like, oh, I, I they've always loved gay people. So for them, they're like, great. But I had people coming up to me when I was a kid saying, just admit it. You're gay. It's wonderful. Oh. And I wasn't ready to do that yet. That's the thing, too, that people go, why is it such a big deal to come out of the closet? Which gay people do the second they come out of the closet, they turn around and go, oh my God, so-and-so's closeted. Oh my God. But you're like, you immediately forget how hard it is to do that. So it's this
2: kind of, it taps into a
0: lot of things.
2: It really, God, that's so, that's so fucking smart because I, I do think people, A, gay people forget how hard it is. B, the, the people that we love around us that want to support in any way and whether it's the Audra McDonald's or like the the legends we love or just literally are like, families or close friends. I've been having this lately with some people close to me. That's like trying to explain what it was like growing up gay and closeted and, and, and also living a life now that's like, I have a husband. I live in a place I love. I have these things that I'm so proud of and grateful for, but it doesn't negate the difficulties a of what uh, we went through growing up, but B of the things you still go through with like, the, just the difficulty out of like, let's say I want, I want to have children, or let's say I mm-hmm. want to do anything. It's like it, right. there's, it's sometimes it, it can be difficult to like just say, you know what? It's really different and really hard, and I have no way that I that I can explain this to you except just by telling you that it is. And right. and that's sometimes I think, if I'm being honest, that can be one of the isolating things about growing up queer in a place yes. that is not teeming with queer people right. because that loneliness is w- one of the reasons why I think it's tough to come out that we do forget about because you right. realize that when you do no one's going to actually understand a the difficulty b what you've been through and c what you need to hear when you when you come out
0: at uh, uh, 100%. Also, I would say I think a lot of the isolation is actually great in Mm -hmm. a way. And the loneliness is actually something that I think we can embrace as part of the experience that you kind of say, and I remember saying this one, one time to my family. Like, I think I said this to my mom about like, and I, I don't know if, but I basically said there's a loneliness that I, that I love about it and Mm -hmm. that I've had to learn to love because Mm -hmm. otherwise you, you, it just, it can, it can drive you crazy, but it's something you can never really experience with somebody else. And it's as Kids are getting more and more accepted for their sexuality and their gender identity, which is obviously a wonderful thing. They're going to have to find that loneliness and that otherness somewhere. Uh, And I think that's important for them not to think, I'm just like everybody else. I'm because we're going to have a lot of little gay assholes running around like we don't already (laughs) who are just going to be like, you know. And it's like, I don't think you should be, I don't think you should be thrown in trash cans. I don't think you should be called fag every day, but you need to, you need to, um, realize you are different. And that's, that's incredible. That's beautiful. That's special.
2: Uh, Yes, yes, yes. See, when you first said like that grow to like the loneliness, I was like, I almost had a visceral response of like, but I don't want to feel alone. And then I'm realizing what you're meaning is like, it's, it's harnessing the power of yeah. Of being an other and then using that as your strength and learning to like harness that in a in a really powerful way, which I a hundred percent agree with.
0: But that's very hard to explain to anybody, or even Mm -hmm. like amongst ourselves, other than we just kind of know it amongst ourselves. We kind of go, "Yeah, Yeah, that's the thing. Because you know, I feel I also feel very lucky and I look back on my life. I had a gay best friend every since I was five. A different I moved around. And every single place I lived, I had a best friend. We never told each other we were gay. Now I'm friends with almost all of them still, oh. and we had each other. And I'm so grateful of that because we would we would sit and watch Elvira together, or we would watch Hairspray, or we would watch Clue, or whatever. Yeah. It'd be like the points of connection that we would that we had that Can were we, so powerful. I'm so I'm grateful. I going to do something
2: right now. I you are bringing up. I had a, a best friend growing up that is also gay and we did not come out to each other until later in life. And I want us to both close our eyes right now and say a prayer to every other person out there. I'll be i will be i um, I'm a, a, a priest right now, a Jew priest. <clears throat> right. <laughs> May every queer person from near and far have a gay best friend or something like that <laughs> who tells them what to watch, to wear and to see. And then when they come out, they say, Hey, girly. Amen.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say, then they say, hey, let's watch Glee. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let's watch another TV show by Ryan Murphy Um, And then you're like oh my god This American Horror Story blows And and then we post it on Insta stories There you go Okay wait with that I want to ask Another gay question on this pod which is If the world was ending and you could only save One character actress Drew who would you save
0: Oh my first choice Diane Wiest
2: Oh Diane Weiss
0: delicious Love love me some Diane Weiss What's have. the first
2: she's... movie of hers that When if, if someone's like Diane Weiss who is that What's the first movie you tell them that they need to watch that's hers
0: Oh well I would say Hannah and Her Sisters mm. uh, is, is She's um, incredible In that but I, the first one that I, I Fell in love with her parenthood because I Grew up watching that movie forever And I was I just was obsessed with that Mother that whole character I wanted a broken, dysfunctional family like that. I don't know. I was bored. My love. I mean, I'm so grateful for the family that I have now. But growing up, I was like, I want to be like abandoned or like, I want like a single. Mo- I don't know. I mean, i horrible to I say that.
2: Material. but like I, I need like about?
0: grit, yes. uh, you know, and um, and I always there was something about and then obviously Edward Scissorhands and like there was always like Diane Weiss has this just this innate ability she she comes out and you're like i i'm just fascinated by her i love I her watched so much
2: edward scissorhands too late in life and i i really i really was obsessed with it the other diane weiss like the second you said her name i couldn't help but bring up um practical magic because she all oh, right and stalker channing are yes. the witches and there was something so like i, I think witches are so inherently gay like i 100 percent and I don't, I can't, I mean, how, why, why do we think they're so, like, why are gay kids like, hmm?
0: Oh, because, well, it's spells, it's potions. Uh-huh. First of all, it's powerful women, mm-hmm. you know, usually. I mean, there's some, there are warlocks, of course, um, you know, but uh, yeah, I think it's just like, there's also, it's, it's, um you know forces of evil have come again they they're using their powers to like you know overcome yeah. you know and they're like i'll get you back i have a how many of us dreamed of like going home and making a potion for the bully and putting it in his milk at school the next day or whatever like it's that sort of we love the like poison in a ring sort of like you know uh that that thing we love
2: we also love cooking and making a powerful drink at 100%
0: ding ding and we love that we love the drag of it. We love the pointy hats and the capes and the cauldron that bubbles and the, you know,
2: the... I'm picturing obviously Bet Miller and Hocus Pocus. I'm sure. picturing Aunt Angelica Houston in The Witches. I'm picturing who else are like really good witches? Witches of
0: Eastwick. Have you seen The Witches of yes, Eastwick? Yeah, I've
2: seen Witches of Eastwick. Come on those three, the yeah, best. God, yeah, God, I'm so I, I I mean I loved magic growing up. I just loved Me too. like yeah. there was um. I mean, I did read, like, Chronicles of Narnia, but I mm-hmm. also read, like... Um, there are all these other... Ma- oh, like, Roald Doll, like, obviously The Witches, but also, like, there's just any magic book I was, like, so deeply obsessed with. Did you with. ever
0: read the Wizard of Oz books? The, like... There were, like so 25 bu-
2: or more but i am married to someone who is very obsessed with the wizard of oz i'm pretty sure he has i never watched it but we have hanging and we have like wizard of oz stuff we have ruby slippers that he bought from a person who specializes in like in recreating them in like the most accurate way and he still won't tell me how much he spent on them, oh, he bought I, them I can like imagine. seven years ago um but to answer your question no i've never i've never read the books
0: Okay, there are like I want to say this is the nerd of me coming out. I'm not, but I think there were like 14 of them that L. Frank Baum wrote, mm-hmm. and then there was a woman who picked up and did a bunch after that. And I remember loving those. And there was just like, and also Return to Oz, the the really dark, really fucking scary. And that was when I was a child. That came out in '85. I want to mm-hmm. say when I would have been eight, so it would have been the perfect time for me to you know
2: listen up. Zach, Noah, Towers, and I just spoke about that movie because I. Wasn't sure if I've seen it I maybe have But we're going to be doing Some sort of um, uh, Movie night Watch party And I'm inviting you And I would love to 100% be there. I'm there I want to come Oh my god I can't fucking Mumbi, wait
0: Remember Mumby And she has the, the Hall of Hell The heads That she puts yes. on Different people's heads Yes I mean that is drag That uh, is like Of course We like We respond to that We go Oh my god I love that <laughs>
2: I think that is such a good answer, though. Diane Weest is is really a, a delicious uh, character actress to save. I also want to tell you that t- a few guests ago, we brought up Wendy McClendon Covey, who yeah, the shot on the, um, the Goldbergs, and that was a character actress we gave a lot of love to. So I, I would, to I would absolutely
0: that. save Wendy McClendon Covey
4: any day We're, of the week. Yeah, I,
0: incredible, incredible. She's one of my favorite people. She's one of the most down-to-earth, Like, I mean, aside from her insane talent, she's one of the most real human beings you'll ever meet. Like, she's born and raised in Long Beach. She still lives there. She's still, like, in touch with her high school friend. Like, she's my idol. It's like she's had so much success in L.A., and yet she's got, has always had two feet on the ground. And just, like, will Uh. tell you exactly what's going on. There's never That's any the sense dream. of phoniness That's with her. She's, she's truly one of the best people ever. So, she's so let me
2: fun. ask you, let's say if you're like hanging out with Wendy, you were having our, our watch party. Do you have a, are you a, a sober person? B, do you prefer a drink? C, do you like a, a smoke? Do you, when you're really trying to relax, what do you go into?
0: I am definitely not sober. Uh, <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love, uh, I love the cocktails and I love, and I love the weed. I like, um, Whiskey. I mean, I usually like a whiskey thing or I like, I, I like it very boozy. I like it mm. very, like, not very sweet. So I, mm. but so I love like any sort of Manhattan old fashioned Boulevardier. I also love, um, Negronis. If it's going to be like a gin thing, I love that. I love martinis, anything like that. Old fashioned. Classy fashion, bitch. Old mm. classy bitch. Um, and then I love your plum I, sweater. A plum sweater and a, <laughs> a fridge martini. Um, <laughs> And then I uh, I've gotten really into the edibles because I I stopped smoking. Every now and then I'll I'll occasionally have like a cigarette or I'll smoke a vape or I'll occasionally, but
2: mm.
0: I don't have the I, I cough so much now when I smoke anything. So I prefer the edibles.
3: That's I also I get love. used to
0: how strong they are. So a lot of times I smoke and cough and I don't really get that high because I'm having these ten milligram edibles that just make you like you know.
2: Oh, full 10. That's, yeah, that's hot. Yeah. Um, well, I can't wait to have the return to Oz party. Let's do that. And let's be that, rolling and let's have on an edible, and, you know, cocktails and edibles. It. And yeah, it's all, it's, it's a date. Um, before we sign off, I want to ask you a question. I did not prep you on, which is Drew Drogi. What is the best Whoopi Goldberg film?
0: The best Whoopi Goldberg film. Oh my God. There's so many. Um, the very, okay. I'm going to say, because I, I, I just have to qualify because there have been so many, like, my, my, my initial thought is Soap Dish, which I do love, love, love the movie, and I will defend it. I know it's problematic, and I have that's a whole different podcast to talk about that. And I love the color purple in terms of like best movie she's in and Ghost, and all that. But I'm going to say, because of my childhood, is Jumping Jack Flash.
2: It's recently been brought to my attention that yes. Jumping Jack Flash is a movie that I need to watch. I haven't seen you it. You may
0: hate. Okay, here's the thing I did make people watch it recently. I, and, It doesn't quite hold up. It's very dated. It's very 80s in terms of she starts an online... It's the first movie where there's an online relationship. She's talking Mm. to somebody on the computer. But it's 80s speed of typing letters and you're seeing them type. And it's very (laughs) maddening to watch it now. You're like, oh, my God. It feels like it's like horse and buggy days where she's like talking to Jonathan Price through a computer.
2: (laughs) It's like watching someone dial one of those phones. Yes, yes. And you're going, get to it. We get it. We get it. Yeah.
0: But I will say she is, it was her first breakout big. It was right after Color Purple, which is like, they Mm. could not be different movies at all. Like more different movies.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: She's genuinely heartbreaking. There's a scene where she, like it stood up at dinner with breadsticks and people that know the movie know what I'm talking about. And she breaks my heart every time I watch it. I love her in it. She's so funny. There's hilarious stuff in it. There's an amazing Diana Ross uh, uh, with a dress involving a um, a paper shredder that's delicious. Um, mm. Highly recommend it. And it's an amazing supporting cast of like Carol Kane and John Lovitz and Lynn Stewart and Phil Hartman and all these amazing people are in it.
2: Listen, if Carol Kane's in it, they're saying no more. Oh, oh you got to watch. So that is such a good pitch. I l- will be watching this. Um, I cannot thank you enough for coming on. That's the Ass Podcast, Drew. For you are me. one of my favorite people, and oh I God. just can't. I'm just can't wait to see you for a watch party and to have yes, you back please. for a reunion re- episode to meet one in day. Yes. Yeah. Welcome to
0: town. I'll see you. I'm sure I'll see you in the at the. Wa- I definitely want to do the watch party. It'll be so much fun.
2: Done. Done and done.